Welcome to Game Static, episode 133. I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today. If you're watching this live a little bit earlier than we normally do, I had some stuff pop up we got to take care of later today. So, only John here for sure, and Zach's not going to be able to pop in because he's unfortunately still at work, but John here over Discord. John, how you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm doing great. I don't have to go anywhere now. True. I pitched and that like to you, you earlier. <laughs> you, you sent that message to me, and I was like, well, shit, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. It's like, yeah, I told yeah, I told him, it's like, hey, since change of plans, we got to do it earlier. You can just stay at the house, man, just over Discord. And, and John took like three seconds to text back, you know, I think I'll do that. <laughs> but if you're listening to this on the audio format, whatever day you're listening, we appreciate the hell of you. Make sure to uh, follow the podcast, rate the podcast, everything of the sort. If you're listen, watch, listen, or watching the video after the fact, Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. We'd appreciate that extra support. Speaking of extra support, one way you can definitely support us is to go check out some Rogue Energy with our referral link down below because they have a new flavor that looks incredible, the Strawberry Mango. You can currently go get the collector's box right now until they run out. Me and John have both picked it up and looking forward to getting my hands on this flavor here in the near future. Do you know when they're shipping? Did you see when they were going to ship, John? I didn't look. I just I bought it and then was like, eh, it'll get here when it gets here. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I mean, hopefully it'll be here in like a week or so. I can't wait to drink that flavor. I'm not going to lie. I'm, like, I didn't even look at the flavor before I bought it. I was just excited for another energy. That's true. That's true. Because we had a long stretch where we didn't have yeah, any. Because it's like we got we had the cans, then we had a couple hydration flavors come out, new cans, and I'm like, yep. we've all we've been saying it's like, come on, energy flavor, yeah. energy. Then we got Tiger's Blood, which you know you guys weren't really super keen on. But now we have this one, strawberry mango. Here we go. I love mango flavors, so I'm so pumped yeah. that we're getting a mango flavor. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm a big fan of mango flavors too. So this one's going to be peak. Another way to support us also is to go over to Agent Inc., pick up a jersey. Our referral link's down below. And we'd appreciate that because we have some of the best jerseys on the website. Animan Plus, the Sparky 3, Game Static, a terrible football show. I mean, why wouldn't you want a jersey with a trash can on it? I mean, come on. It's awesome. You can also get the hat with the trash can on it. John stepped away because I think he's getting his Game Static jersey. So shout out to that. Uh, but yeah, you can pay us some extra support there. We would 100% appreciate that. Uh, as well as just join the Discord. Uh, our Discord uh, invite is down below. You can join in, come chat with us. Boom. Game Static Jersey. Look at that. Look how clean that thing is. So good. If you're listening to the audio, this means nothing to you. But just trust me, it looks great. Go over yeah. to our, our shop to see for yourself. Perks of being at my house. I remembered it. Ah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, so also full transparency, uh, this could be a shorter episode today. We'll see only got like one topic on the slate, right? And the one topic I actually was originally starting to record as a video. And then I, I stopped the video kind of midway through after a couple takes on a couple of parts of it. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to talk to, you know, the boys about this. I kind of want to make it to just a podcast topic. Uh, I'll probably turn it into a video. So we'll see. Uh, I also have another video I just recorded that I need to edit involving the future of Legend of Zelda. So I need to get that one out. Keep a lookout for that video to come out here in the near future. Uh, more videos are in the works too. I got uh, at least, I think, two videos in the works with Jacob right now. So that's pretty cool. And I've got a couple other things that I'm working on too. So pretty exciting stuff. Just been very, very busy recently. Jesus Christ, been busy. Um, haven't done a lot of gaming, unfortunately, recently besides Zelda. Zelda is the only thing that I've personally done. Uh, Diablo 4 is obviously out if you got the um, like the high big dick edition, whatever. Yeah, it was like the digital deluxe edition yeah. gave you early access for it. Yeah, which our, our guy Steve here with uh, Sparky3, the newest member of Sparky3 that has no designated role. He's just here. He's going to flex in and out of whatever show he's been playing. Uh, he's currently celebrating his uh, marriage anniversary, so he I don't think he'll be popping in. Uh, so shout out to that. Shout out to the anniversary there. But uh, I know he's been enjoying Diablo 4. Uh, hopefully next week we'll, we'll talk, chat about some Diablo 4. Another game that I want to chat about next week that a lot of people have not heard of, so go ahead and put this on your radar, is a JRPG called Loop 8 Summer of Gods. This one caught my eye probably about three months ago, and I got the Celestial Edition, and it is shipping in on Wednesday, and I'm really excited to jump in and try to play this game. So hopefully going to get a chat about it next week on Game Set. It's going to be a great time there. Um, let's see what, but yeah, no Zelda though. I do want to, I, I wanted, I wanted to say this cause I thought this was kind of funny. So I'm still just playing the game, having a great time trying to do as much as I can and shit. And uh, I had a, I had a random curiosity. All right. I wanted to go see the depths 
where our big man is, okay? Where I wanted to, you know, I've got the quest, obviously. I'm at the final quest. All right, I haven't done it yet. But I wanted, I just wanted to go see. So I saved at the tower to, with the full intent to reload, launched myself in the air, went down in the depths, did everything, got to phase one of the multi-phase fight, and I reloaded at that point. But I will say, after everything I went through down at the bottom and the start of the first phase... I want to beat this game as soon as possible. I want to experience this battle because it it looks like everything about it's so cool. Like the first battle, the first phase is super cool. And then just like, dude, the atmosphere of going down into that area is so good. Like I, I cannot, the music, just the general vibe, the enemies, some other things that I won't say that happen to you while you're going down there. Everything about it is awesome. So I want to beat this game. So I'm gearing up for end game right now. I'm trying to yeah, get I, as much shrines as I can to load up my hearts, upgrade my gear and shit. I'm ready for in game. I saw a video of the uh, of the final fight uh, the other day, yeah. and uh, it's long. Yeah, there's no. a lot of there's a lot of phases of shit going on in that fight. Oh yeah, my favorite thing about the fight is the final phase of the fight and what what our big man, you know, what what it what he is, you know. And I just love it. I think it, I think it's so funny because me and Josh, like, uh, we were casually talking about the leaks and stuff before the game came out, and uh, we were talking about one particular leak where he's just like, "Oh my God, this character does this," and I was just like, "Oh, that's that makes sense since this character also does this," and he's just like, "Whoa, what are you talking about?" And I point out, it's like, "Yeah, it was in the trailer, wasn't it?" He's just like, "Nah, man, that was a totally different thing. That was not that character," uh, and then turns out what i said ends up being true and neither of us fucking knew it so i just uh, it's just it's just hilarious to me and i cannot wait to experience that fight i'm so excited so right now i'm just trying to load up on some i've been doing a lot of depths exploring i know that's what you said you've been living down there i've been real yeah, busy uh, in the depths. Spent a lot of it's like i haven't played as much in the last week but yeah pretty much most of my time has been spent down there yeah a lot of time in the depths right now man i've I'm, i've been i've been hitting up I've been basically lighting up the bottom, like like the so the entire middle, like the Hyrule field for me is all like lit up, and now I've I've, I've gotten like patches over in the Farron region and uh, Lanayru uh, region, and now I'm over in the Gerudo region. I'm just the Gerudo region's almost completely lit up. I'm working my way up to he the Hebra region now. Yeah, like I like I told you last I talked to you was, uh, about it was. The way I kind of was doing it was I I get to a root and then I turn in a circle and whichever root I see, or it's like if I see a root off in the distance, that's where I go. So for me <laughs> right now, it's like the the map of my depths is just like there's a it's just a zigzag of me going from root to root. Yeah. It's like there's there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, I, no, I, and I feel that, you know, because that's been me. It's just, I just been, I've definitely been zigzagging around. It's to the point, I've been zigzagging around to the point. If you look at my map, I have one small circle of just darkness that I just have not grabbed the freaking loop, the, the route for because I went around it or I went this way or this way. Just one little circle on my map. It's just like, oh, yeah, I got one more I got to get. My bad. So, still having a lot of fun with it, though. Um, finally about to start jumping into some different games here soon with Diablo 4, Loop 8, and then uh, right around the corner, we have Final Fantasy 16, which there should be, we should be getting a demo out for that, uh, which I'm looking forward to because I, I plan to get this game, but I'm waiting for the demo to try it because I'm debating getting the $100 special edition because it looks really cool and it's got a sweet steelbook. Um, and the game, since the game's already 70 bucks, that's like I've said before, that's in my price range where I'm willing to go to the next edition. If it's a game that, you know, cause it's just 20 bucks difference. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm willing to do that. I noticed target still has it available for uh, pre-order. So I'm waiting for a demo and then I'm, I may pick up the, uh, the special, the, whatever the next grade up edition is for a hundred bucks. Cause it does have a sweet steel book and I love steel books. So, yeah. And I mean, realistically, for June, that's, I mean, that's the only game I'm looking forward to. Yeah. It's like, and which <laughs> I was telling you last week when I was over there, it's kind of kind of ironic. I've never been a Final Fantasy guy, Same. but this this game speaks to me. <laughs> no, this one looks really cool. And I was telling my, my, my girlfriend that I've never really played a lot of Final Fantasies. And she's like, oh, I love Final Fantasies. And I'm just like, this one, this one's got my, and I'm, I'm really thinking about getting the uh, special edition, so... 
Unfortunately, I won't be here for that weekend for you guys to talk about the game. I will be out of town celebrating my birthday. Uh, so you, you and Zach can hopefully have a great time talking about the game. comes out on a Thursday, so you can get Friday night to really dive into it. Thursday and Friday night to kind of get into it. And in your case, Saturday. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to jump into it as much as I can. Yeah, and you know, it honestly it kind of works out for me in that capacity if I get the special edition because you know Target ain't gonna fucking get it here on time. <laughs> like <laughs> they're not. So since I'm gonna be out of town, it kind of works out that you know if I wanted to get it, you know, because it won't be here probably until like that Saturday or maybe even Sunday is when it'd get here. So that does kind of work out for me a little bit. That I won't be able to jump yeah. into it right away because I'm gonna be busy. So. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. Um, so today's topic, like I said, I wanted, I was originally just going to do it as a video and I, I might still make it a video, honestly and truthfully, um, you know, and just kind of cut it, you know, kind of cut it up from our conversation here. Uh, but the, like the, where this topic came from came completely in the most random way possible. It just came in my brain from just scrolling through some shorts and I came across a Nintendo podcast short, which if you guys have not listened to the Nintendo podcast, Definitely recommend to do it. They are fantastic. Uh, and they are also just fantastic content creators on their own with beat-em-ups and Wolf Den. Uh, but the, it, all the short was was just asking the simple question. Is this the most disappointing generation of gaming uh, for, for gaming consoles? And just kind of, you know, it was a short, so it only gave a couple of reasons why. And, it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like it just makes you stop and think about it because, like, you know, there's – we're in a we're in a gaming age where there's like a lot of like big budget games coming out and a lot of like great games coming out that we where we love like God of War Ragnarok and The Legend of Zelda Tears of Kingdom and Spider-Man 2 coming out soon. Hopefully Starfield will be a banger that's coming out soon. Like we've got like these like amazing games that we love that's come out and stuff, but then it's like you stop and really think about that question and where it's like is it the most disappointing generation of game? Like a knee jerk reaction, a lot of people can probably say, yeah, I would say so. But it's, it's like, that's just a knee jerk reaction. If you actually take a moment to think about and point out a list of games and reasons why this like is a topic, it, it's honestly kind of like mind blowing to an extent and eye opening where it's like, oh, you know what? That's all great points. You know, some of these I kind of forgot about, you know, some of this I kind of just, you know, didn't think about it, or am almost numb to because it continues to happen or whatever. Um, but like I said, I might make this into a YouTube video. So if you're watching this YouTube video, make sure to drop a like on it, comment down below. We want to hear your thoughts. I'd appreciate that. Um, you know, with the topic of, is this the most disappointing generation gaming? Um, so let's go ahead and start with this one thing right off the bat. Let me go ahead and get this very well established. I don't get people like attacking me on this. The why is very clear. <laughs> like John knows the why I know the why you know the why we are still feeling the effects of that work that happened in the pandemic. Okay. Well, that's the, that's the big why. Well, I'm this, this is. This is I didn't mention this to you when you when you asked me or when you said this to me earlier. We're about at the point or when you start looking at some of this stuff uh that we're gonna talk about, you have to you have to take into account not all of this is pandemic related. That is true. This is not it's like pandemic, yes. It's like a lot of it was a lot harder work in that uh to do during that time period. Uh this is this is the point where I say we got It's like that excuse no longer works. We can no longer keep blaming the pandemic for the the way games are coming out because this we've been having these problems since before the pandemic. That the that pandemic, that is true. It's like the pan during that time we didn't notice it as much because we weren't getting the games as much during that time period, and then now we're getting all of the games that we should have got during that time period or that like took longer because because of that time period and now we're having all of these issues the pandemic wasn't the cause i will say it's just it's an ex a well-timed excuse i agree with you on that when it comes to like the list of games well what, okay when it comes to like you know you you see it on my script here like the the first major point that i have that one's pandemic related right when it comes to the list of games that i've point out i would only say a few of these are pandemic related of the effects for there are some that are not 100 because like the two reasons why i feel like is partially pandemic related and partially just terrible mismanagement up top that we have that continued would, to see yeah 
I would blame that more than anything because and that's fair. one one thing with uh like that's not necessarily part of your your talking point here, but in the broad scope of is this the worst generation of gaming, it goes beyond just like problems with the games being unfinished, not optimized, and things like that. You have to also look at the fact of it's like they're so poorly done at this point. Because look at it this way, uh, look at the last like game that you digitally downloaded that's a triple a game mm-hmm. what's what's your download size dude it's like what 100 gigs 80 80 like, to 100 if not yeah, more you, you look at that and it's like you could say oh well the game look how much look how better the games look look how much like look at you can list these excuses of like well the games are more realistic there's more assets and stuff happening in them yeah that's true but at the same time if it were optimized correctly, that download could be shut, like taken in half. We instead of downloading 60 gigs for every single game that we uh, that we want to play, we could download 20 gigs, and that'd be a massive improvement. Right. Uh, because I mean, think back to 360 days. 360 days. If you downloaded something that was more than seven gigs, it was a rarity. Yo, true. That combined with the fact that consoles that we get shipped these days typically have either a 250 or a 500 meg- or gigabyte hard drive. Yep. You can download five or six games Yeah. that are like AAA games before you have to start uninstalling. And thankfully with is, these new consoles, like the new standard is like 500, thankfully. Which is fucking wild. Yeah. And that's still low. like... Yeah, it's like that's just that I I wanted to bring that point up as well because I saw that in another video uh, that I watched recently that was talking about it, which go kind of goes hand in hand with this because it's like it's not just like did the game come out was it finished did it run well mm-hmm. it's also the fact that okay well I want to play this game but I have to empty out half my hard drive to be able to play it right. No, and, th- and that's a great point because, like, you know, the games are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and file sizes are getting bigger. And it, it, it makes it difficult at times because, like, they're, like we, we chat about this last week where there are cases where you are a perfect example where it's, like, there are a lot of players where it's, like, they have to plan around downloading something overnight or whatever the case is just to be able to play a game, like, the next day after it comes out or something just because of based on internet speeds. And a lot of it has to do with those file sizes. It's a mix of internet speed, and it's, like, if it's a massive file size. Like, dude, imagine the internet you used to have and trying to download, like, a 150-gigabyte, you know, AAA title that you're super excited for. If, if If I had my old internet and I wanted to play Warzone... I would be downloading it for four days. Right. Like not, that's not even an exaggeration. It, I, 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 as his friend, I can tell you it's not. <laughs> that is not an exaggeration. <laughs> so when it comes to this whole topic, I did bring up some minor and like studio specifically focus points. And like the first one is like, this is a minor point because it's like, we know this is coming, but like, one thing that I think is disappointing, we ch- we touched on it last week, is that is that all digital age is coming upon us and it's coming on us quickly. You know, the, the generation started with that, with having a digital only console of both of our PS5 and our Xbox, and then I feel like we saw the first drop of the stone with the Alan Wake 2 news, that there will be no physical release. That could change. That's pending. You know, THQ Nordic stepped up and said they're willing to front that. But basically, you know, Remedy's mind says, oh, people aren't going to buy the physical anyways. Fuck it. So, like, you know, that is one thing I want to include is that this generation, while it, this is not a contributing factor to like, oh, my God, this makes the most disappointing thing ever. It's just like it's a, it's a small percentage. Um, a couple other things. And this one is a blur-the-line situation. But it's such a constantly talked about talking point with where we are in 2023 with gaming and 2022 with gaming. I feel the need to mention it. And it does blur the line because this is technically 
part of the last generation of gaming, and that is the Nintendo Switch and its performance issues. Obviously, there are like games that come out and will run beautifully, like a Tears of the Kingdom, but a lot uh-huh. of third-party stuff doesn't run well. There's even first-party stuff that doesn't run well, similar to in Age of Calamity. Like That game still has a lot of performance issues, and it raises Which- that constant question of, man, I wish we would have got that Switch Pro, or, or I wish well- I can't wait for the new console. The, the Switch performance being on here, uh, honestly, it's like to my point earlier of saying like, or talking about pandemic, like not really being an excuse anymore. Tears of the Kingdom is the perfect example. That of, it can be done. Of it can be done. Yep. Because if all it takes, it's like this is the perfect example of a game that when given like the proper development time and not trying to rush things to be finished it doesn't matter what hardware you put it on it'll run beautifully yeah and i feel like tears of the kingdom was like almost a mic drop from nintendo to all these other third-party studios that you know put stuff on the cloud or releases a game physically and it runs like shit you know that you know non-nintendo stuff and it's just like, see, it can be done, guys. Just take your fucking time on it and get it done. And then we have something first party like Pokemon, which that's a whole yeah. different scenario. We, we chat yeah. about that before. That's yeah. multiple yeah. companies that, involved. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's like, that's the problem of the companies going, no, we need to get this shit out now. Yes, exactly. Which is part of like the horrible like management that we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, the last like minor thing that I wanted to throw out there is just the where we are with Xbox. I mean, I think it's all about to pay off soon. I really do. I think I, I think it's it. We'll find out this month with the showcase. You know, I think it's all going to start paying off. I do, but I mean, we went through 2022 with basically no major releases, and even even Xbox. Like me pointing that out is me pointing out Xbox's own words, Phil Spencer's own words that yeah, last year fucking sucked for us. We did, like, nothing at all in 2022. You know what I mean? Like, they basically wasted a complete year of this generation. Um, you know, I felt the need to mention that because, again, Xbox and Phil Spencer even openly acknowledges that, okay, yeah, we literally wasted a year, which they did. You know, there was nothing that really notable that came out of them. Their biggest titles was, like, what, high, was that uh, High on Life? And then there might have been one other one during the year. I don't remember. Uh, but there, there was like there was really nothing that came out, and then you know like their big title that's supposed to like hold them over from like what 2021 was Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite's been a fucking shit show, which that's one of the things that I have listed for, you know, you know part of this whole thing with you know most disappointing generation. Because leading up to our major points, I had three major points, and I have yeah, a list well, of games well, to back up yeah, some of these points. Go, it's like going with it again. I, it's like it's it's in your. Uh... It's late. It's gonna come up later, but along with Xbox, because you mentioned Halo Infinite, and then what was supposed to be their their first big game of the year to hold you over until uh, until like Starfield and that Redfall. I know. Which fucking, oh man, fucking horrible. <laughs> which we've got some awesome. Well, like which I'm glad. This is a well timed topic. I'm glad I didn't make the video Sunday when I was recording it because now we had all this stuff come out this week about Redfall, which which well timed. That's perfect because Redfall is is definitely a great example to the point where developers were hoping Microsoft would cancel Redfall because of just like where it was and and what they they knew the game was going to be a disaster from the start. So definitely going to chat about that one. Um, but in terms of the major points, the very first one, this is obvious. We launched this new generation. We launched the Xbox and the PlayStation 5 in, you know, in the pandemic is when it launched. And the product availability to begin the generation was something like we have never seen before. I mean, it was like middle of last year, middle of 2022, where they started to become fairly easy to get a hold of. I would say 2021, it could have been, it was easy for Xbox. A little difficult for PlayStation. You had to really kind of work on those links a little bit, you know, follow some Twitter accounts that post deals all the time and stuff to get your hands. But it was still difficult. They weren't readily available. I was going to say, it's only it's only been like six, eight months since I got my PS5. Yeah. I mean, I and that was, again, that was you texting me because you saw a Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Like a Twitter <laughs> announcement for it, and that, and I got in to, to get it. But yeah, luckily now they are starting to become more available. Yeah, which you know that just I, I we've never experienced a generation like this where the generation is out and it's new, but we are 
so heavily deep into like couple years into a new generation and still completely cross gen you know what i mean where it's like we're not fully across the bridge yet every other generation before you will still have games that will be maybe on both right but for the most part every company does that hard cutoff pretty quickly where it's like this is an xbox 360 title this is an Xbox One title. This is a PS4 title. This is a PS3 title. Whatever the case is. This is the first one where it's like, well, yeah, I guess. Well, and it's going to be, you know, you, if you get the PS4 version, you get the PS5 version for free. It's all good. You know what I mean? And, and let's be honest, that whole concept, like, is that even a concept anymore? Like now that we're at 2023, is that concept even a thing anymore for either Xbox or PlayStation? Yes. Uh, at least up until recently, it was still... It is still something that you can do. Okay, well that's good. No, it, because it's 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 one now because uh you don't buy digital. Okay, yeah, you you don't buy digital games. <laughs> uh, yeah, for digital for digital purchasing of games like especially on PS Five, because uh a lot of times if it's a game that I'm I'm hyped about and I'm really looking forward to, I'm buying the digital deluxe edition anyway. Yeah, the digital deluxe edition for just about every PS Five game, if the game is on PS Four, comes with both versions. Right. Okay. And then, so it's like you can still get the game for both versions of it, uh, in a bundle. And some some games you can buy a PS4 version of it, or you can buy a PS5 version of it, or you can get both. And it's the price difference is like a couple bucks. Yeah. Uh, between the two of them. And you know that is a good point in the digital side of things. You know, I just think it's funny where it's like the first year and a half of this generation that was such a major like talking point with every new game release. Now it's just like it's not talked about. It's to the, everyone kind of gets it, or it's like we're moving on from that. One of the two. I, I will say the only saving grace for for uh, the beginning of this generation with how scarce the consoles actually were was the the saving grace for it was still like being on the ps4 side of things yeah because you everything still came out on on both version or like on the ps4 and everything and then like you said all the games that were purchased during that time when they were when they were really emphasizing hey you can get the ps5 version of it i mean hell the my my library on my PS5 is massive just but between games that got upgraded to PS5 versions. True. That's like free that upgrade. I, I received from it from getting them during that time period. Yeah. So that, like the only saving grace for it was that on at least on the PlayStation side of things. That is true because there are so many games that got like that free upgrade path and stuff. Like I know Star Wars did. Um, you know, Avengers did. Uh, I'm just thinking of games that's on my shelf. Uh, Avengers not obviously being a notable title, but you know that is just one that I had on my shelf for it. Uh, Digimon Survive did. Yeah, Digimon Survive did. Um, yeah, numerous titles. That's the bottom line. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank with all that's on my shelf, but numerous titles would get like that PS5 upgrade where it does this and this much more, and it's just so much better for these reasons. Um, but and, you know, then the next thing with you know this generation and just you know we're now. Uh, oh, you know what? Almost three full years in. You know, in end of this year will be three full years, and it's just the constant performance issues across gaming. Something like we've never seen before. I mean, performance issues has always been there in some capacity, but I feel like it's to an entirely new level. Uh, and it's it's become a meme online of any time a developer puts out an apology tweet with a nice fancy graphic and stuff, people are now collecting it and making it one massive image where it's just like, you know, this becomes such a normal trend. You know what I mean? And I've collected a list of games that's gotten this. And the first one I'll say, eh, I mean, it kind of, you know, it was, it kind of blurs the line based on, you know, when it released. But the first one was Cyberpunk that I wanted to throw out there. You know, that one being the massive shit show it was. Uh, and then after that, we have, you know, like Babylon's Fall, which is a shit show from the get-go, Forspoken, Jedi Survivor, Halo Infinite, Last of Us Part 1 PC port, Gollum here recently, Battlefield 2042, Overwatch 2 with that shit show, Sands of Time remake with that shit show, and, of course, Redfall. Just all these games being examples of where studios have to basically put out a developer's apology online for how bad their game is, and they're going to work to fix it. You know what I mean? Versus yeah, having a good which... game at launch. Which, just to kind of clarify a little bit with uh, performance issues, uh, granted, 
a few of these games had massive issues wherever you played them at. Yeah. The majority of the issues with these games are PC related. That is true. <laughs> it, it, it's it's games that are de- being developed for consoles, and then like from the moment that the advertising and everything starts, from the moment the game is announced, they advertise console and PC. Yep. But they spend all their time developing the console side of it, and then don't leave enough time for a PC port. Right. Or to properly make a PC port. Yeah, so properly get, optimize it. Yeah, so we get poorly optimized, like poorly optimized games that run terribly, crash constantly, don't have some of the accessibility features, and you can't customize in the way that honestly you should be able to when you're buying a PC version of the game. True. So it's like we be, it's like, and some of them, I mean, some of the worst examples from this list in particular. Uh, are uh, for the point I'm about to make are Lord of the Rings Gollum, Forspoken, and Jedi Survivor. Honestly, being they're so poorly optimized for PC that to be able to play them with any sort of like uh, consistency with not getting like horrible frame drops and stuttering and everything, you have to have the top of the line hardware. Yeah. Meaning, meaning you have like unless you have like a three or four thousand dollar rig you're not going to be able to play these games in any any reasonable fashion because otherwise it'll constantly crash you'll it'll be unplayable basically so it's like with with the way some of these games are coming out like pc gaming which used to be very cheap to get into you could play most games on any PC. Like you could have, you could go down, you used to be able to go down to the store, pick up a desktop from like Walmart, Best Buy, didn't really matter what it was, and you could do some entry level gaming. Yep. Now, for some of these AAA games, their ports are so poorly optimized, unless you have a top of the line rig, you're not going to be able to play it, which is unfortunate because for people that prefer PC gaming, it's like, a lot of us have, like, currently I have a mid-range PC. What would be considered a mid-range PC? Yep, me too. It's like, it's like, granted, I'm gonna, I'm kind of looking into upgrading to a, a higher-end PC, but until then, like, some of these games, like, uh, like Forspoken, probably couldn't have played it on my PC, or at least not where it ran well. Gollum definitely couldn't have played it's like the some of the specs for these games are unbelievable for what the game actually is yeah see i'm glad you specified that for what the game was because when you start when you mentioned golem that was my first thought is man that should not be that intensive a game but it is <laughs> no it's, it's just because it's it's like they didn't allot the proper time to port the game over properly yeah. which is unfortunate because like i usually with Usually with games, I look at the way the game plays, like what kind of game it is, how the game generally plays, and that kind of determines if I want to buy it on my PlayStation, Xbox, or PC. Right. Because because it's like some games I prefer to play on my PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox, where I can kind of sit back, relax, and that, and then some games I'm like, okay, that's one where I want to play with a mouse keyboard and have a little more control over it or be a, be a little more into it. Right. And just some it's like even even now it's like there's still games that are coming out with PC ports where I look at it and I go I guess I'll buy it on console. It's not the way I want to play it, but it's the only way I can play it. Yeah, because the PC port is just a giant shit show. Yeah. And uh you know, when it comes to that and just like all the performance issues, this like almost every single game that I named on that list, just and, and there, let me let, let me set the let me set the record straight. There are some titles on there that's not setting the world on fire, but there's is some pretty notable titles in that list. But like, if you look at this list and you look at these titles, like every single title here has the same problem, and the same that same problem is X developer, X studio, X publisher, whatever, just wanting to get the game out as quickly as possible. 
Cyberpunk devs have said time and time again, they knew the game were not ready. CD Projekt Red higher-ups were just like, get the game out, get the game out. Well, um, that one, it's like, th that one in particular is a weird scenario. It is. Where it's like, that one's in the weird scenario where, yeah, the game wasn't ready. Developers know it, but they're being forced to put it out. At the same time, you've been hyping this game up to the world for ten for years, six years, yeah, ten six, years, yeah, whatever, or whatever it, was. it was. It's like people are losing their patience. Yeah, um, Halo Infinite was another one. I mean, that multiplayer drop came out of nowhere, and then there was the you know campaign came later. Couldn't even do co-op campaign for the longest time. Forge wasn't there. The game was clearly not ready. And me and me, we 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 still have a video up on our channel to this day where me, you, and Zach all chat about. Just don't release it yet. You know what I mean? We all chat about this. I remember, because uh, I remember there was one comment where she's like, oh, you guys are idiots. The game's going to come out anyway, whatever. It's like, no shit's going to come out, but it shouldn't. It's going to be a shit show, and it's been a shit show. Um, Redfall. Like, I got, like, there was all these reports coming out from, like, Jason Trier and stuff, and, you know, the comments that Phil Spencer recently had on that one podcast where he regrets the handling of Redfall, where Redfall devs were like, you know, there was three years Three years of Redfall's development where the game was focused on microtransactions and then got cut out. And then they, you know, the base of the game going in a different direction. And they were hoping Microsoft would either nuke the game to reboot or just cancel it all together. But Microsoft was hands off on the project since it started before the uh, acquisition happened. You know, you know that that one, and then of course Overwatch Two and the latest shit show news on that that of what was going to make Overwatch Two is now dead, and it's just literally Overwatch with a two on it. That's it. Like everything that was supposed to be for Overwatch Two to make it unique, the developers have now canceled it altogether. Um, yeah, which, like, which we briefly touched on uh, last week, I believe. Yeah, but it was. again, it's one of those things where it's like, for me, the exciting part about Overwatch Two that was like honestly forgot was supposed to be coming because it, it's been so radio silent on yeah and then they announced oh it's not happening i was like okay well you've completely lost any interest that i still had in that game yeah you know and then we also the other thing with uh the other thing about this topic that i wanted to put in people's brains for, you know kind of think about where it's like you know, is this actually the most disappointing and worst generation gaming? It's just this long amount of delays that we have. We made jokes about it just last week that like when for these game releases, I wish it'd be cool if developers put 2024, probably, you know, just something like that because it's just a constant thing. You know, some games that are in developmental hell or has been delayed, Starfield and Fable, want to get those out of the way because we're, we're going to see Starfield next month. It's set to come out here in a few months. Fable, we may get a tease for next month. We kind of got a, apparently a tease for it on Twitter. People are speculating. So we'll, those are like we'll sees. But that, that, you know, Fable might be on this showcase this month. Perfect Dark. That's been reboot, like not reboot. It's changed directors' hands so many times. Everwild, that game apparently got rebooted completely. Of course, there's the Prime Four situation. That's last generation, but it look where it's still 2023 and we're still dealing with it. Bioshock's apparently in developmental hell. Knights of the Old Republic remake. Embracer Group CEO won't even address the game, you know, because of the shit show it's in. And then the Sands of Time remake, which I already mentioned as you know earlier, but that's one that's now gotten complete reboot. They're back to the very beginning of development. I'm gonna throw one in here that uh because uh I I forgot to send it to you earlier and uh it's also one that is potentially going to go on the list that we just talked about. Bet. Uh and we did mention it last week. Skull and Bones. Oh yeah, Skull <laughs> I forgot about Skull and Bones. <laughs> that oh, it's like man. Skull and Bones is a game that uh it has been in development hell for ten years now, maybe more than that. Almost 10. I think what Black Flag came out in 2014, I think. so. Yeah, some, somewhere around there. So it's about 10 years that it's been, they've been telling us that we are going to get this game. Yeah. And, uh, and it and looks then, so well, bad, up, too. Like six, six, eight months ago, we got the gameplay showcase of it where they were like, this is the game. And then everybody saw it and go, holy shit, that's what you've been working on. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like, so bad, bro. It's one of those where it's like, yeah, this game, this game's been in development hell for a decade, and when it comes out, probably gonna, it's like depending on what actually happens with it. Granted, we haven't seen it in six months, but it may be if we make an apology for it after it comes out, or they're just gonna send it out and go, not our fucking problem. No, it's done. We, we just keep in mind, everyone. They have to legally release this game, which is one of the funniest things about the game to me. <laughs> but like everything that I'm trying to build up right now, 
is I'm trying to build up the legitimate fight and argument to people listening. Like this, like while it feels like the, the I would, I'll say this. I feel like we're on the other side of things. We're about to finally get over the hump. I do feel like from this point forward, things are going to be a lot better. You know what I mean? I really do believe that. I think this is the year things are going to finally turn around for us as, as a whole. But like, it's just astonishing to stop and think about the shit show that this generation has been like, like we want to make it seem like it's so great. Cause we have these big budget triple a titles and like all these great remakes that we're really excited for. And there's plenty of great games that come out. Let me stress that. I mean, there are some studios that have not missed insomniac's yeah. been on fire. Capcom has been on fucking fire. Um, like there's like been, we, they've been on there's studios. that's on it. Yeah, it's like we have, we have the Ragnaroks. We have the red dead redemption twos. We have, it's like, we have these big, like, like Tears of the Kingdom even. It's like we have these big, massive projects that are that like take the world oh like the gaming world Elden Ring they release. Yeah, Yeah. Elden Ring. That's it's like that's probably the biggest of the ones I mentioned. It's like these games that kind of take the world gaming world over and like show off what they're capable of. But then for every one of those we have, we get two or three redfalls. Yeah. And see, that's also been the problem. It's like this, like what you kind of referenced is the argument that you and I were trying very hard to make for Forspoken, that not every game has to be a 10 out of 10. Forspoken's not a 10 out of 10. It's still a fun game, but it's not a 10 out of 10. It's one of those. It's like most people are, it's like most people are probably not going to enjoy the game. The game is probably at like, at best, for someone who enjoys that game, it's going to be a seven out of ten. For yep. Someone, it's like, but for someone, the average person who tries the game, it's going to be a six out of ten at best. Yeah. But the, but it's like it doesn't have to be a ten out of ten. Yeah. Most games are going to be a six or a seven when they come out. Yeah. Which is fine. I totally got plenty fine. of sixes that I love. Yeah, and see that that's totally fine. Like you know the games that we're pointing out, like the Tears of the Kingdom, the Ragnarok, the Elden Ring, ten out of ten, nine out of ten games and stuff. That's awesome. But like we're not sitting here trying to expect constant ten out of ten bangers. But like. The thing is, the ratio from 10 out of 10 bangers and even like 7 out or 8 out of 10 games that are just like really good, the ratio from those to like a 1 out of 10, a 2 out of 10, a 3 out of 10, that ratio is so much bigger. That's the problem. Yeah. The, and the other problem is like we've got a, we, we got 11 games on this list that we talked about where, where we have developer ap- apologies coming from. And when you think about it, it's like, okay, we're three, four years into this generation, somewhere around three, that time three. frame. Three years in. Eleven games. Seems like quite a bit, but doesn't seem all that bad with the amount of games that come out these days. Yeah. But you gotta remember, for the past five years, realistically, since these games have been mentioned, these are the games that took up 80% of the developer showcases. Oh, these are true. the games... These are the the big games that they were talking about. It's like granted, it's like granted, uh, some of these games got less time, but these were a lot of the ones that were like big focuses for the company. Every every like Microsoft or Xbox Direct, we've been hearing about Redfall. We've been it's like they told us they showed us Halo Infinite stuff every single time, whether it was another cinematic trailer or some sort of campaign trailer, or anything. They kept showing it to us. It's like Gollum, they kept talking about it even though, though nobody wanted it. No one gave a shit. <laughs> it's like, this This is all big games that they kept showing to us and telling us these are the next big games that fell flat. Yeah. It's like, these are not the, these are not the, the games where it's like, okay, well, you got to expect some games aren't going to come out come out great it's like yeah we do it's like i ex- it's like for the most part i expect every game that comes out is going to be a six or seven out of ten i don't expect 10 out of tens i don't expect two out of tens but what i don't expect is the big like highlight of conferences to come out and be a fucking dud yeah which also i feel like i'm glad you're talking about conferences and showcases and everything because i feel like that's also one random little thing to add to this entire thing is that we just had like this a supposed really big conference this past like last week 
with the PS5 showcase. And let's be real, didn't have a whole lot there. I'm, I'll say it up front. We talked about it last week on the show. It really didn't have a lot there to really give you promise for the future of the PlayStation. I know it's one console, but I'm just being real. Like, it really didn't have a lot there. And it's just like, man, I really hope Xbox can swing it home here in just a couple weeks. You know what I mean? Because this, I feel like this showcase, for Xbox especially, this showcase is the biggest deal of this year so far. Because X, because of the long, what we're dealing with with Xbox. I mean, a lot of these titles I named, like, that are, like, in developmental hell or been delayed are Xbox titles. Um, like, Xbox is in a very weird place right now. And this showcase needs to hit. I was, I was just double checking over this list. One one thing that you don't see on this list is a Nintendo game. But yeah. I'll throw it's like four one that that maybe I don't remember if it got an apology or anything like that, but should have got one. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, it did actually. Now yeah, I'm glad it, you mentioned that. Yeah, no, Game yeah, Freak like, actually made a comment. If they actually said anything about it, but yeah, I mean, if they, I mean, they did, but. Uh, it, it's very rare that we actually get a Nintendo flop like that. Yeah. And the the one, uh, I think I was watching a video on Tears of the Kingdom, and it had it had it had a a line in it that really resonated with me, uh, because Tears of the Kingdom came out and how fantastic it runs, everything great, the amount of shit you can do in that game and it just works, is. Tears of the Kingdom makes me mad at Pokemon Violet. <laughs> because, because, like, I've said before, for me, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is currently my favorite generation. I, I haven't had any competing generations in a long time. You have I no. love that game. I love that game, even with all the performance issues that it had. But it's like seeing what is capable on the Switch and what we got with that game pisses me off i don't blame you <laughs> because, if, because if that game ran as good as tears of the kingdom does it would be a perfect game in my opinion yeah and you know i don't even need scarlet and violet to look the exact same as zelda because i think pokemon looks fine in like oh, yeah. the cartoony no, childish just i just want performance. Talking, like performance yeah i just need better performance man make the game not run like shit yeah I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's like a, the game the game running as poorly as it did did not hold back the enjoyment for me for the most part. There were times it was annoying. Yeah, same. But it it did hold it back for a lot of people. It did made it unplayable for a lot of people, honestly. But yeah, it's like I wanted to, wanted to mention that one in there because uh, we we were kind of letting Nintendo fly by. The only Nintendo game I mentioned was Prime Four, which that one's uh, in a, that one's in a weird place. That one's in this in this conversation. You know, the uh, the only reason it's still notable is because it's still 2023 and the game is still radio silent. Like that's yeah. the only reason why it's even notable because that game was obviously announced in 2017, part of the last generation. Uh, but it, it it's just the fact that it's 2023 and it's still like. The last update we got was when Metroid Dread came out, and it's just like, okay, Prime 4, we're still working on it. Here's Metroid Dread. I, that was the last yeah. mention of the game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as far as, as far as the general topic of is this the worst generation, it's, it's one where it's, it's... When you look at it, it seems like it would be pretty easy to say yes to, but it's also one where... It's hard to really, like, you can't necessarily blame it on developers for the most part. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which, it'll be a weird thing to say, is unfortunate. Right. Because if it, if you could blame the developers for for all of it, it would be easy. But a, a lot of times, like, in the case of, say, a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, they didn't get time to cook. No. Like, they didn't get near the time to cook. Whereas the Tears of the Kingdom team, they got told, make it. Tell us when you're done. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I mean, the th like with that as well, I do want to point this out. E.G. Uh, Aonuma recently said, like over the last week, uh, that Tears of the Kingdom was done when they delayed it last year. He just wanted an extra year just to polish the game. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, it's like that's all it takes is... Give them, give them a little bit of time. It's like, 
it's like we had the discussion last week. Stop announcing games and then going radio silent on them for three years, or stop stop announcing a game and then two years later giving us a cinematic trailer yeah. with nothing else. It's like because you you got nothing. That was honestly this PS5 showcase was a lot of CGI trailers. Yeah, it's like why why are we? I don't know why that's become as big of a thing as it is. It's like just realistically it's like like we've said and like you joked about throw a title if you have to announce it throw a title card up put a year on there parentheses maybe it it may seem goofy people will make fun of you for it but nobody's gonna yell at you if you don't hit the mark yeah exactly <laughs> it's like yeah but it, it's one of those where it's it's hard to it's hard to say definitively if i mean realistically this problem you could say this is the worst generation but with context it's hard to say just flat out say yes right i would say as of now it's like the most disappointing but i think like i said i think we're on the other side of things i really i think we are here at the top of the mountain we've been climbing the mountain going through a shit show we're finally at the top i think we're about to start going full speed ahead and okay. going down that's my mindset and hopefully this june with Summer Game Fest, this Xbox showcase, and I pray to God the Starfield Direct is amazing. I'm hoping that those things will tip us in that direction of, okay, here we go. You know, I just thought about it, because when you, when you say that, like, worst generation in gaming history, it, it kind of depends on which lens you're looking at it from, because if you're on the True. Xbox side of things, not too bad consider, like, compared to Xbox One. 100%. Yeah. If you're an Xbox only it's, it's fan, like if, yeah, you're, Xbox. if you're on Xbox, you're like, dude, this, dude, this is going pretty good. Yeah. It's like we had, we've had some pretty okay titles coming out. We've got some more stuff in the works. Where, meanwhile, it's like Xbox One times. They're just like, please, dear God, give us a game. Yeah. Give us a game that's not a multi plat. Give me a reason to have this console. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's a, I kind of agree with you. It feels like we're getting to a point now where, for the most part, like some of the issues are being worked out. The big thing, like I mentioned previously, is unfortunately, PC ports are getting worse and worse. Yeah. And it's like four big AAA games like the Jedi Survivors, uh, like Jedi Survivors and, uh, like for spoken and that some of these games that are going to come out and you know from the get-go it's going to be on pc there's going to be an asterisk next to it for like for the r remainder of the generation because they've kind of lost faith with some of these big games right it's like now when a game comes out it's like the the rush to purchase it on pc is going to probably be a little bit uh it's going to slow down a little bit mm -hmm. because nobody wants to spend $70 on a game that runs like shit. Right. hundred percent. Cause that's been a lot of PC ports and that just cause it's like, just not being optimized for it. The time's yeah. not being <laughs> spent for it. And what, what blows me away is like the time's not being spent for it. Out of all these games we chat about, the one that kills me the most is the last of us part one. Like yeah, you had the time on that one. Like it didn't come out, you know, when the when the part one came out. Like you had the time and you r rushed the time that you had. That one's dumb to me that it came out as shitty looking as it did. Like you know, you you've already had a history of where it takes you like eight months to a year to release a PC port of one of your PS4 games. Like for that one, like the game's already out on PS5. Just take the time, make the uh, the PC port of one of the most beloved games in history for a lot of people to actually be worth a shit. Like that one's there's, there's no excuses on that one, except they just rushed it for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm hopeful that some of the PC ports will be getting better. It's like, I'm not necessarily confident in it, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. <clears throat> and honestly, I, it just blows me away as well that we've continued to see shit show after shit show after shit show and higher ups won't stop and be like, wow, we should really learn from other people's failures and not rush this game. <laughs> but money talks. 
Yeah, the problem is they <clears throat> see all the pre-sales no or like the the pre-order numbers and the sales numbers like when the game initially comes out. And that that's all they see. Yeah. They hype up a game, get people excited about it, and if it runs like shit, the people at the top are like, "Yeah, but it sold well." <laughs> Basically, that's their mindset. Well, we made our money. Yeah, you made your money on a pile of dog shit. Congratulations. How can you be proud of that? But I mean, if they're making yeah. money, then I guess it's whatever to them. I mean, it's kind of like, kind of like the on the for like Bandai Namco. It's like them. Yeah, they may make the same. It's like they may have the same games that come out over and over again, same style of games and everything. It's what people are fucking buying. Yeah, people like it's it. Like it's like it's like it's like people are gonna. People are going to find what they like and buy it, and then the companies are just going to go, well, that's what they want, so that's all we're going to make. Yep. <laughs> they make that one style of thing, and that's just what they roll with. If it works, it works. So, yep. Now, this generation is uh, it's an interesting one so far, and I'm looking forward to chatting about it again. Like, let's just say a year from now and see how much has changed in a year, because I really am hopeful that this June with Summer Game Fest stuff we'll see there, the Xbox Showcase stuff we'll see there. I'm hoping that all of like the annoyance or pain and suffering, depending on who you are or whatever, you know, is about to all start paying off. I'm hoping. That list is, that list is going to go from 11 to 20. Calm down. <laughs> that's, that's being hopeful in the worst way possible. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you got anything else for the topic? If not, we can hit the weekly wrap-up. Not really. Okay. I think I got it all out for the most part. Yeah. Fun conversation. Like I said, it all sparked from just a random short. Shout out to Nintendo Podcast. Great listen. I love listening to that podcast. That is a great listen. All right, let's hit the weekly wrap-up and get out of here because I do have some stuff that I've got to do here in a little bit, hence why the live version of this episode is up a couple hours early. Uh, so the first thing, John's favorite thing to talk about, Activision Blizzard news. Uh, so South Korea has approved the deal with Microsoft making the 38th country to do so. Uh, Comcast, they I saw some reports that they're interested in getting gaming space. And with that, I saw a report where Comcast could pursue the Activision Blizzard purchase if Microsoft deal falls through. And then the big headline of the week is the Microsoft president, Brad Smith, is meeting with a UK official about UK's stance on the game. Basically to vent about it <laughs> is kind of what I saw. Uh, and if the deal does go through, Microsoft could is looking at drastic measures to pull Activision Blizzard out of UK altogether, which that is wild. <laughs> that is very wild to me. Oh, yeah. I can't I mean, wait for just, this to be over. That's just Microsoft just being kind of just going, all right, all right, all right. You want to, you want to stop this? Wait till it goes through, bitch. Basically, because like Microsoft's looking at it from a perspective, it's like literally 38 countries have said, yeah, you're good. We don't care. <laughs> and some pretty big markets have said, yeah, you're good. We don't care. Uh, UK is a big market. Let me stress that it is. But yeah, I uh, mean, it's a big market. But I mean, to Microsoft, they're like, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll lose. We'll lose a decent amount of money here with you. But look at how much we're going to make after this deal. Yeah, it's official. Exactly. I'm ready for this deal to be done. <laughs> this is so annoying. It's going to be a little while, though. Uh, next thing, we did have some new Spider-Man 2 info, which I am very excited about. Uh, while in free roam, you can swap between Miles and Peter at any point. There is content designed around both of them in free roam. So whenever you switch to Peter, you have special content just for him, and same thing for Miles. Uh, the main story will control whenever will control when you swap between them. That's understandable. Uh, there will be three skill trees for Peter, Miles, and one shared between them. Not sure which one that one is. Probably just general stats for the character, or maybe some combo yeah, combo skills. That's my guess. It'll, yeah, it'll probably just be like your basic combos, and maybe some or health, like melee melee fighting in that, and then generic stat increases yeah map size is twice as the original which we would expect after adding in like brooklyn and queens stuff like that yeah which we we speculated that after the showcase yep demo from the showcase was from an earlier build so that was kind of cool because the game looked really good in my opinion uh so that was kind of a neat little tidbit of news um story is balanced between a light-hearted shout to our former name of the show and darker tone which that's also to be expected considering that yeah. they have called this the empire strikes back of the trilogy and um, just considering, like, during the the 
demo showcase that they had, there was very much lighthearted moments, and you could tell the dark, like some of the darker sides that were to come from uh, Peter's attitude. Yeah, which is the final little tidbit that we already knew, but it was like people said it as news this week: is symbiote suit yeah. will have a serious impact on Peter. If you know the comics, if you know what the symbiote, like, yeah, we we know that as Spider-Man fans, we know <laughs> like that is not, that's not news to us. So I'm so pumped for Spider-Man 2, man. I, I will say this. I, I want to throw this out there because there was a, one little news report circling around of people speculating on the game's release date being November 20th of this year based on something they found in the game of when Peter like looks into that Jeep on like the computer. It has 2011-2023. On, on the bottom of the monitor, which, you know, which in like every country besides ours, you know, they do day and month, whatever. So I don't think that's release date. Number one, that's a Monday. It's a really weird day to, for a game like this to come out. But hey, if it does come out that day, that's cool because that's, that's Thanksgiving week and I should be off that whole week. So that's going to be neat. But I don't think that's the case because I saw one person, one random dude, just a random bystander on Twitter point this out. And I'm glad he did because I was like, that's probably what it is because we know what they love to do with movies. We know what they love to do with these games is that it was a comic book reference. It was specifically a Miles comic book uh, issue 23 um, that came out like November, whatever. And the comic is Spider-Man No More. That was the title of that particular issue was Spider-Man No More. So with the theming of this, of where Peter's clearly changing He's not the same person. That makes sense to me that that's not wasn't the release date tease, and it was just a tease to that comic because they, you know, the movies love to do that all the time. The games like to do that. Shout, you know, they like to tease a comic book yeah. issue that's relating to the story. So I just, I think that's all that was. So people can calm down on the release date thing. I don't think it's going to be November twentieth. If it is, cool. Like I said, I should be off that week, so it'll be nice for me. But I definitely do not think it will be November twentieth. Um. Next up, just a couple of review things I want to shout out here. Street Fighter 6 and Diablo 4. Street Fighter 6 came in 92 on Metacritic. Lots of 9s out of 10s, 10 out of 10s, 4 out of 5, 5 out of 5s. A lot of people are apparently loving the game. It, it reached, like, what, 73,000 concurrent players? Insane. Uh, let me look it broke quick. some records. I saw, like, 73,000 as a record that it recently hit. So I thought that was insane. Uh, it's current, like, currently, it's sitting at. Six or fifty-one thousand, no, sixty-one thousand playing right now on Steam at least. Yeah. With peak today at seventy thousand five hundred. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty solid. But yeah, it's probably it's probably been more than that. Yeah. Or it was probably more than that yesterday. But yeah, I mean it's it looks fantastic. I mean hell, just before we got on on here and uh, started doing the show, I was watching some gameplay of it. I'm thinking about picking it up just to try the uh, uh, story mode. I'm, I'm not a big fighter fighting fan. I'm just not. I'm bad at fighting games. It's just I'm, I will openly admit it. I'm a bitch. I'm bad. I'm terrible. I don't want to go on online and get my shit wrecked. But I mean, I, I'll, I'll go play the story mode. Why not? I don't think it'll be as intensive a story mode as what Mortal Kombat One will be. But I mean, it's, it looks kind of fun. Looks like it'll be an enjoyable experience. Uh, and then Diablo Four got an 87 on Metacritic. Lots of nines out of ten, ten out of tens, four out of fives, and five out of fives as well. Diablo people are saying that Blizzard is back is what they're saying with Diablo 4. So, shout out to Diablo 4 having an excellent launch. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, hear about it more next week. Hopefully, we can all chat about it. Looking forward to that. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart coming to Steam on the 27th of July. So, shout out to that. Uh, CG Project Red, uh, CEO recently demissed rumors that CD Project is uh, close to being bought by Sony by saying they are not up for sale. So, completely shafted that. Uh, next, there is a rumor that Sony is in talks with uh, Qualcomm for a potential handheld based on some statements based on, from the Qualcomm CEO, which they develop like Android chips, other handheld chips and stuff like that. It would be a true Sony move to do the Project Q and then another handheld as well. That'd just be a standalone console. You know what I mean? That I'd be down for it. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I thought was an interesting thought about is like, you know, Sony... You know, they've gotten away from the handheld market besides the Project Q, right, coming out. And it's just like now they're wanting to get back into the market because it's thriving more than it ever has before with, like, the Switch and the Steam Deck and the Asus Aug Rally, whatever it's called. And it's just like they're the ones who tried to go away from it because they, like, flopped for them. And now they're here they are trying to crawl back in. I'm here for it, though. I hope they yeah. do. And yeah. actually support okay. it. Actually support it. Yeah. 
actually supported is the big thing. Yeah. Because we've said multiple times the PS Vita is probably the most underappreciated console, like handheld console that's been released. Yep. Because it came out ten years too early. <laughs> Basically. It really did. If if they if it was released today, then it would be it would be like the most popular handheld to come out because it would basically be a Project Q that also has its own games. Yeah, exactly. Man, that that's what I wish the Project Q was, is allow it to do the remote play, but then just give it its own games. You know, like, I don't know, that kills me. Project Q could be so much more. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's unfortunate that that's what they've decided to go with, especially if they are planning on making a handheld again. It's like, why... Why you gotta? It's like just make a newer Vita and call it something different. Hell, call it a Vita Two. I don't give a shit. Just give us something like that. Right. Give us something that does those capabilities with its own games, and people will fucking eat it up. Yeah, you're you're gonna sell it, especially in this day and age where handheld gaming is thriving more than it ever has before. You know, that was formerly just Nintendo's stomping grounds back in the day. Now it's yeah. just like everyone wants to get in on it. So. Uh, one last news that I forgot to add uh, to the script, I thought it was funny, as we did get the uh, the big shadow drop. This is one of the biggest releases of the summer. Nintendo really plotted this one out, where they gave Tears of the Kingdom a little bit of time to breathe and have its chance in the shine and the limelight, because this game's going to overshadow it. Nintendo Shadow announced, you know, everybody one two switch coming out later this month. And as soon as I saw this announcement, dude. <laughs> I just laughed. I'm like, oh my God, it's actually ha coming out because this is the game that has been in development for many years and people said, quote, what is this horse shit? Like, it was that bad of a game and that's why Nintendo is just launching it real quick later this month for like 30 bucks uh, with no actual announcement besides a Twitter drop. So I just thought it was funny that this game is finally... I thought this game was... I thought it got canned, honestly. Because the, all the playtest reviews was like people calling it horse shit. People's like asking what the hell is this game? Like just a complete and utter just dumpster fire. So I thought it was funny that we're finally that it's finally coming out. Because I remember all the news coming out of the playtest like last year, and I was like, oh well, that's the end of that one. That one's never gonna happen. Here we are, <laughs> actually yeah. releasing. Uh, well, anyway, I think that does it for the show. John, you got anything else? I don't think so. All right, bet. I'm going to hit the music. Uh, we're going to get out of here then. All right, music's playing. Last thoughts. All right. Uh, if you made it to the end with us, or if you if you found us since we were doing this a few hours early, thank you very much. Or if you've seen this after the fact, thank you. Uh, we typically do these Saturdays at about 6 p.m. Had to do it a little earlier this time, but we'll, we'll be there. Uh, we'll be there next week. So if you want to see some more, come check us out then. Thank you. Yeah, and hopefully next week uh, we'll have Zach with us. Like I said, since we started early today, Zach could not be here in any form since he is still working. So next week we'll be back to schedule at 6 o'clock uh, around that range, Central Time, uh, chatting about hopefully Diablo 4 and hopefully that Loop 8 uh, Summer of Gods. I'm, I'm excited to play that and kind of talk about it. If you haven't uh, heard of that game and you're a fan of JRPGs, I definitely recommend looking into it. Uh, looks like it could be a nice little surprise game for the summer. Um, yeah, uh, make sure to go over to Rogue Energy and pick up the new strawberry mango flavor. That is a, just sounds delicious, and I can't wait to get it. Uh, to go over to Agent Inc. as well, buy a jersey. Join the Discord to support us further. We'd appreciate all of that. Until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye.